Welcome to To Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. My name's Mark. And my name's Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I am new to Who. Yes, you're watching for the very first time. (laughs) Yeah, all new to me. So last time we did the rescue, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Are you missing Susan at all? Um, um, do you know what? You don't even notice. You really don't. I don't miss the screaming and the over-the-top dramatics. No. So, no. So we met Vicky last time. She's now on board. And we're back to a historical again, historical story. I guess, well, well what were you thinking when we went back historical? I've not enjoyed the historical ones today. I really enjoyed this one, though. I thought you would because it is very different to what we've had before. Yeah. Very different. It's the first time that we've had some prop do I mean am I gonna to me it's felt like the first time we've had some real comedy as well. Like as normally I'm laughing because something I shouldn't be laughing. Whereas actually <laughs> do you know what? like whereas actually this he's he's put it as a comical character. It's in a very comical way. You would never get a story like this in season one. Like nobody in Marco Polo would act like they do in this story. No. And I've never really thought of that gap between season one and two before. But watching the progression, you can see how these last few stories have been really fresh. It feels like, you know, when you went from high school to sixth form, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it was such a big jump. That's what this feels like. It's still education, but it's such a change. It is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you get free lessons, you get to like sit around and do what you want. Uh, you don't have to wear a uniform. And they're not but wearing uniform in this one. They're not wearing any uniforms. Like season two could not be more different from season one. And it's just it just carries on down this path of feeling even the even the ones that are small like when they're introducing Vicky didn't feel out of place anymore does that if that makes sense yeah it's just um exploring different like it's not like they've not done a historical but maybe it's the, it's the style like maybe the production is a bit more at ease now yeah yeah like the production team yeah. I'm thinking about the Romans. The Romans is a subject that I would think of if you are going to educate school children. Like I did Romans at school. I did Romans at school, yeah. A lot. It just seems to be the thing that is more like taught now. Like Romans is like my kind of history. <laughs> and because like, I'm from Essex as well, which is very Roman. Yeah. There's like Colchester Castle. We always had like school trips to Colchester Castle and all about Caesar. And like where I'm from is like this crossing place that these Romans went. So I was always like learnt about that. And all the museums are like all Roman. So like now, finally, I'm like, yes, I understand. I understand the appeal of this historical. Wasn't there like, it wasn't, um, not horrible histories, but there was some sort of magazine as well that had like, and the first one was the Romans. Oh, this might that. be a little bit older than you remember, but do you remember Discovery? It was like a part works. That is going back a bit though. You know, like a little cardboard folder. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You collected stuff or you build a boat or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That rings a bell. That's what I mean. And the first, uh, yeah, and the I swear the first one was Romans. There was something, I know like, because Horrible Histories definitely had a Romans one. Oh, yeah. And I always, whenever I think of the Romans, I always remember, because I have epilepsy, and Julius Caesar had epilepsy. I remember oh, being told that. Oh, okay. I didn't yes, know that. I remember being told that. Because um, um, I remember like being given a book when I was little about like famous people that have epilepsy and stuff, or like facts about epilepsy and stuff, and in it, it was that Julius Caesar had epilepsy. There's a fact. There's a Roman fact for you. So yeah, I was. You didn't really, cover that in Doctor Who, so, did they? 
no, no. But it's funny because with saying like finally there's an a historical one that we know about, but ironically, this is the first historical that doesn't take itself seriously, like the Aztecs like took itself seriously, like it's not as preachy as the others have been. But I think that's I think that's kind of why and also i think the historicals before have been so long this was a really nice length four episodes yeah your standard length yeah and it went by really quickly actually it, it didn't did. bore us at all no it it went really well and i i think as well what the episodes that do shine are the ones where it is more broken up think okay keys mariners but the reason that worked well is because it had the different stories at different levels this is an example of that as well because you did have the different storylines going on. I think that's what got very tedious with some of the other. One was the length and two was the place. They were always just, I don't know. So anyway. like It felt like they had travelled to Rome and come back. It did feel like, because um, the Doctor and Vicky are separated from Ian and Barbara throughout the whole thing. Like, no one's on holiday yet. No, no. No one's, no one's no. turn. No, but also it didn't... But it was weird because it didn't feel like... and It didn't feel strange, that, either. There was enough going on. I don't know. Yeah, there was plenty yeah, of changes yeah. every episode as well. Yeah, I actually liked that they didn't meet up. It was part of the kind of the comedy and the style, like farce, like, you know, that, like, um, noises off where someone, like, walks through one door and someone comes out the other door. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I love it because so often it's like, oh, I said to you, didn't I? Um, that slave. And she's like, you're Ian. And I went, of all the slaves in Rome, <laughs> of course, she ends up next to me. <laughs> like, like, so of course, like I, I enjoyed the sort of the thing of that. Um, that sort of um, made it a bit more. Shall we um, just go through some of the bits of the story first and then we'll get to our, our characters one by one? Yeah. So we left last time in the rescue. Vicky joined the TARDIS and then it fell off a cliff, <laughs> like straight <Yeah>. away. <laughs> and then this is unusual as well. We pick up one month later that they've been there, having like a lovely holiday this whole time. What about the TARDIS? Well, what about it? Hmm? Well, don't you think we ought to go and have a look at it? Oh, so you want to move on, do you? Move on? Mm, certainly not. I'd like to stay here as long as possible. Nobody's in their... Like normal clothes, they're all in their Roman stuff. Straight in for Vicky's, for this being Vicky's first like trip in the TARDIS. It's like ultimate chill. She is having a lovely time, a whole month without any aliens, any stress, anything. No offense, Mark, but she's just gone from having her best friend shot. What, Sandy? <laughs> yeah abducted then fallen off a cliff like give her a break okay <laughs> she probably deserves it well no i mean like i'm just saying like if it was susan susan did like caves radiation like i'm just saying she's not been radiated she's not been captured yet by anyone she's had no issues at all <laughs> and they're all getting on as well immediately vicky is very settled already like you said all these things have happened to her that it's like that hasn't happened and they're all in a good mood, Ian and Barbara and the Doctor. Do you know what I think, though, actually, in doing... Sorry, just sort of jumping, but in them already being there a month, it establishes that that group is already connected. If it had gone straight from where they were, you'd have had that group still trying to have their dynamic together and still trying to work it out. By having that jump, it's like... You don't need to know, but they're already fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe that's the idea. They just want to get straight to the story and just will cut out all of that stuff. Yeah, rather than having a whole time of them still trying to get to know each other and sort of trying to work out with Vicky and stuff, like they've had that time. They know each other as a group. Like they know how each other works. Let's just get in it, you know. And you don't get much of the sort of historical stuff, really. You get the doctor saying about like Roman pipes and stuff, but you don't have, you don't get Barbara saying, oh, 
you know, don't you remember the Romans? They're famous for this, this and this. They cut all of that out. You don't get that history lesson like you have before. There's like a few little bits, but nothing major. And when they get split up, sorry, just sort of already going to the characters. Um, Vicky and Barbara are out shopping at the beginning. So they're yeah. out, off they go. And it's quite funny. Barbara and Vicky are such a relaxed team. I was thinking, like, imagine if Barbara had to take Susan shopping. <laughs> imagine, like, like they'd have to stop. She'd get upset. It's like Barbara and Susan going to Rome would be like taking a child, but Barbara taking Vicky is like an auntie and a teenage niece. Do you know what I mean? It's like a very different relationship. Uh, yes and no. I think she's a lot more chilled with her, but it's. I think it's just an, a different dynamic. I think Vicky is still very young. Well, I think she's supposed to be the same age as Susan. Yeah, yeah. So she's still young like Susan, but she's not annoying like Susan. So like there was the whole um like the whole bartering thing because she takes her side like, don't you understand? Like, you know, you don't just go all eager and stuff. And she's like, oh, so do we go back? She's like, no, come on. Um now if that had been Susan, it would have been her having a strop. Like, oh Barbara, you don't do it <laughs> you know. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Vicky is much more level-headed and seems more intelligent. <laughs> she does. Pretty and she takes everything in her stride. Yeah, she does. She takes them somewhere in her stride. I think you're right. I think that's a, she's just a lot more chill about it. I think she still is naive. Um, and, I, and I think actually that works. I was thinking about it. Actually, to some extent, I think that Vicky is the audience in this. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. Now. Um, but she's having a good time. She's enjoying it. She's loving it. They find that dead body when that man gets killed at the beginning. You're like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she is she is the audience without without the melodrama. Yeah, there's no screaming. You know, because if that I was thinking if that was Susan, she'd be like screaming. She's found a body in the bushes. Maybe that's why I enjoyed this episode as well. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason I enjoyed the historical element because I didn't have to worry about Barbara. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Grandpa. Because <laughs> you see them, they're having their grapes. Barbara's the chef making the food. Barbara and Ian get a nice scene together where she's doing his hair and stuff. That first episode is just setting it up, setting the characters. There's no rush. It's it's really nicely paced. Yeah. It's sort of establishing to us, like, these are people that they've been together a while and they know each other and they're comfortable with each other. And they're letting us know that they're comfortable with each other. And I think as the story goes on, that's when it gets more farcical. So it slowly builds up. Episode one isn't particularly... I mean, it's got its light moments, but it doesn't. And then beginning of episode two, it really starts with the Doctor having that fight with that guy, and it's very slapstick. Well, we have one well, no, the end of end of episode one. We have um, Ian and Barbara going away as slaves. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Side thing, no drama. Someone's going to end up being a slave in this. It's just Doctor Who. That's how it is. <laughs> No drama though, otherwise. Yeah, okay, I forgot about that. Yeah. Just the whole storyline for Ian and Barbara. <laughs> but it's um interesting that the doctor goes off with Vicky. Even the doctor with Vicky is a bit more relaxed. He's not as worried about her. No. It's interesting they go off in those two. You know, in the rescue when he was very um grandfatherly to her, to Vicky, that's carried on. Yeah, we got Ian and Barbara as slaves. <laughs> And then the doctor pretends to be this harp player. Doctor, I know he's mistaken. Yes, of course, I must be very important. Yes, I know he's mistaken you for that man, but we can't go with him. But why not, my child? I'm sure he knows more about this business than he admits. And we shall never get a better chance of meeting Nero. But, Doctor, you don't even know your own Oh, name. of course I do, my dear. It, 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 it. Maximus Battalion. Yes, called Maximus. Maximus. Maximilian somebody. Maximilius. Let's just call him Maximilius. Maximilius. Max. Let's yeah. call him Max. Where were you thinking this was going? 
as it was unfolding? What were you thinking? Like as soon as <laughs> it came up, like him holding that harp, I was like, you ain't no harp player, love. You are going to end up in some sticky waters. So I knew something was going to, he was going to windle his way through. And I kept wondering how at each point he was going to. But I knew he would, but I, I was interested how. It's funny, he wants to get into it. Like he chooses to do that and it all goes off. Whereas Doctor from previous would just not want anything to do with it and not be interested. He's having a good time. Mm. Yeah, definitely. But that's, do you know what? He he hasn't got the shackles of Susan. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's what I think it is. I really do. He doesn't have to worry about Susan. Uh, yeah, like he's bothered about Vicky, but Vicky can sort herself out and she is trying to get the doctor not to do it. He's like, mm, I don't think you should. And when he, when he does it, she's like, okay, and goes along with it as a laugh. Like, it's like they're all on holiday in this story. Roman holiday. <laughs> Until does Vicky know. <laughs> this is her first adventure. She's like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> well, yeah. She's new. She's let her have her good times yeah. while they last. Yeah. <laughs> but but she is definitely, in this episode, I found, she is our eyes and our observations of learning in this world in a different way to Ian and Barbara, though. Ian and Barbara were... I think they came in with their own apprehensions and their own like thoughts. Whereas Vicky doesn't, Vicky comes in very open and like she does, she questions it in terms of like wanting to know, which actually is what I think a lot of the new, um, I can't explain it. It's really hard to explain. Ian and Barbara just came in with a very different, attitude i feel to what vicky's coming yeah because they were from the beginning ian and barbara are so relaxed now they are loving their adventures whereas vicky's coming and she's also coming but she's she's not coming questioning it in the same way or if she does it's more to learn rather than to discourage it i think that's it well I mean, I suppose she's got no choice, really. <laughs> <laughs> also, they did explain to her before they went, we travel in time and space, come to our sh- ship. Whereas I suppose they do explain to her, whereas I suppose Ian and Barbara didn't have a choice. But I think that that allows us as the audience, when she's asking the questions, it's because we want to know those questions. We want to know about this world just as much. We know as much as she knows, basically. And in fact, we know a little bit more than her because we know we know Ian and Barbara. But um, and so that gives us as the audience that advantage we get, but we're discovering with her. So when the doctor goes off, he's like, oh, I'm going off to Rome. See you later to Ian and Barbara. Freddie? Well, I think these should last me two or three days. Hmm? You never told us you were going away. Oh, well, I don't know that I was under any obligation to report my movements to you, Chesterfield. Is that a slight dick move, number five? Not really. It's like a fun... He was just like, I'm going, see you later. (laughs) It was a little dick move. Like almost, almost. It's like a comedy dick move. Yeah. It was kind of like, it was a weasel move, I think. And you have like Ian going like, Doctor, one way, and then the Doctor comes out the other door. It's all that kind of thing. Who wrote this this episode? Uh, It was... Dennis Spooner, he does write some more similar ones coming up. Okay. But he is actually the new script editor at this time. This is sort of where some of the production teams start to change as it goes on. So so things will start to, you know, you can already tell with this story. Cool. You know, it's not like the guy, it's not the guy that wrote Aztecs or Marco Polo. <laughs> I think that it, that you get that sense of fast to it, and actually, this felt what I feel Doctor Who is. Like, what do you mean? Like, as in the light, as in silly? So there were serious parts in, like, you had the serious moments with like Ian Barbara when she's possibly going to get sold, like when they're getting sold as slaves. That was quite serious. There was like, a lot of like, you know, you get 
the silly parts with Nero. That is just silly. His character is silly. Um, he is the comedy of it. And anyone that he interacts with, so his interaction with the doctor, like sort of like develops the story, but also when he interacts with Barbara, like it's that sort of farce, you know. Um it but he is the comedy. His I don't think we've had anyone so far. I can't think of anyone we've no. had so far I know that's what you're been say, so, no. so over the top. No. There isn't anyone yet playing it like that in a very sort of knowing to the audience sort of way. It's for laughs. <laughs> he's playing it for laughs. But not, he's not doing it as a joke. He's not like, he's not like um, playing it as a joke. He's still acting. Yes, he's absolutely. Still, and he's still got a nasty side to him, you know. What was the name of the, that I got sad about? Hang on, let me, the servant. Yeah. Oh, let me look that up. I looked up because we thought it was like Titty Linus or something. Hang on. It's Tig, Tiggy Linus. Tiggy Linus. Tiggy Linus. <laughs> Tiggy Linus. So that is a prime example of where it worked really well because he's not playing He's not playing a funny character. He's playing like an over-the-top eccentric creative character. If you think actually of other characters that were quite eccentric and over-the-top, but they played them almost panto, he doesn't play it panto. He's not a thetoxel, is he? No, he's not. He's not like he's very lighthearted, but he's not. But he's still playing it quite serious. But he, he, it's funny, and you've got what's his name again? Oh, Tigulinus. Tigulinus. They're trying to put that crown on him. I told you, it was that was funny. He's there, like running around, and he's there trying to put that crown on him, and he's like, "What are you doing on my bed?" <laughs> you know, like so many little things like that that just made it. It it wasn't slapstick. It wasn't. It just made it like it just. But he stands a bit more. out more. Like Nero stands out more because everybody else. If you think about like Slave Guy and his wife, and everyone else, it would be very different if everybody was playing it like that. Yeah. But he's the only one, which makes yeah. it even more sort of. It's not like we've had before. It's not panto. It's I wasn't not... sure if you would find that too silly. No, it's great. Or... It made me. It made me. It, it made me genuinely laugh rather than laughing at ridiculous acting or bad acting or not bad acting, but do you know what I mean? Like, ridiculousness or and it's quite like violent. Like people get stabbed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this is kind of what I feel. When I think of Doctor Who, this is kind of what I think of. I think of things like the light-hearted moments, stuff like, like that, like characters that are um, known to be that sort of light-hearted, you know. And are the, you thinking of I, what you know from the new series? Yeah, yeah. Like the Doctor interacts with him and allows that character to be. He, he sort of, when the Doctor interacts with him, that embraces that more when – you have you also have like you say the violent scenes you have like ian stuck on the back you have that sort of the the struggles you have ian and barbara being sold off as slaves you have the sad bits it's it is a story that has lots of different you have the discovery you have um you know, i don't we haven't got into it yet but you've got vicky um learning about the poisons and learning a little bit of the history as well you've got so many different things this is the first one where i felt actually this is the closest to what I feel of a Doctor Who episode, what I expect it to be. Yeah, like if you have a historical in the new series, I think this is the type of thing that you're going to get because you get the sort of comedy. You, you get still about the times and what happens and someone's going to be a slave at some point, but you get these guest yeah. historical characters like Nero that really stand out that is, I mean, like you can see this as like a, a David Tennant story. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Not the sort of 1960s Nero chasing Barbara around, you know, in a sort of carry on way. Got you. <laughs> oh, now, young woman, surely you wouldn't refuse me, Claudius Nero, a teeny weeny kiss. Uh, shouldn't you think about what your wife would say? Papaya, oh, she wouldn't hear of such a thing. But actually, I think you could. I don't see why not, because that is that character. 
and actually, and the difference being that she doesn't go for it. <laughs> She's trying to get away <laughs> no. from it. No. Barbara's trying to get away from it. It's not like um, she's for it at all. But that is what that <laughs> character would do, and it's that is that is historically accurate. The like the difference would be if she sort of like was okay. I'll go with this. Um, that would that would be against Barbara's character as well. That sort of made it funnier. If anything, it felt very, it felt very modern and like modern even now. It felt very fresh to now. I genuinely felt you could have taken that script and sort of put it in now and had elements of that still, like there was a lot of that you could still have today. You might have had to take, make some minor changes, obviously, um, just because of different audience today and timings and stuff but there is a lot of that that you could keep today um even the pacing of it sometimes i've talked about this before my biggest gripe is like how things wrapped up so quickly and how you know just general pacing of things even the pacing's good in this episode the pacing of the storyline yeah it is isn't it it didn't feel rushed at all and everything panned out and was explained yeah, even the storyline with the Doctor and his development, like when he humiliated um, Nero. Yeah. Nero. When he humiliated, I keep wanting to say Caesar, when he humiliated Nero, that, and then, and I genuinely was like, I don't know what's going to happen next. That was quite, that was quite nice and it was a good twist. And, um, but it, it all played really well. But I think it's because I wasn't annoyed by the character of Nero. Actually, there's a lot of characters in this. Mm. Should we just go through a, a few of them? So Yeah. So there's like the slave trader guy that captures Ian and Barbara at the beginning. He also ends up being the guard at the end as well. <laughs> <laughs> he's all right. I mean, he's just your typical sort of guard baddie, isn't he? But really, the ones that stand out, I just try and find his name. Because it's difficult to like. While I was watching it, I was trying to like look up all their different names because they're all like these Roman names. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not as easy as the space ones. It's not <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, Altos or whatever. So I think it's Tavius. Tavius. That rings a bell. The guy that wants to buy Barbara. I don't think anyone suspects, but if you delay your action, it will be safer. And which part of my action would you like me to put into effect first? Hmm? Well, I leave that to you. You uh, know my plans of uh, Of course, yes. of course, <laughs> yes, but I don't know the exact details. I must go. I'll try and see you later. Hmm. He's mixed up and links up with the Doctor as well, where he's like, every time. It's funny, he plays it, whatever the conspiracy is, He's really authentic. He's yeah. playing it. Guess what? This is happening. You know, and he does want to help Barbara. I thought it was going to be another, you know, Barbara, someone going after Barbara moment again. Yeah, 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 you like do. cabin guide again. But, but he did turn out all right in the end. He was really good. And Caesar's, um, and Nero's wife, she played it very sort of straight and she is the lady of the house, got jealous of Barbara. Like Bar- Barbara's affected everybody in the story. She does. But actually, that's good. If she'd have been fast as well, the whole thing would have been fast. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because she's put up with for auction. Another thing, yeah. Barbara can tick off her list of adventures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Like the only character that didn't that wasn't really in it a lot was Ian's friend. He's him and Ian are like rowing apparently for like five days in the ship. Muscles forever. Those <laughs> arm muscles of Ian's are going to be stacked for all that fighting that he does. I'm just trying to find the name of Ian's friend. Ian's a stat god. Oh, I think it's Delos. Delos. Ian's friend Delos. He was the only one that. I know it was like with Ian in the boat and helped rescue Ian and they went to Rome together and fought together. I think he was the only one that I didn't see his character. He's a very forgettable character. And then he just disappears. They just drop him off on the way home. He didn't really make much impact, really, compared to everyone else. Yeah, You yeah. sort of got to know a little bit. Even Slave Trader Guy at the beginning, you sort of knew who he was. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But it's good that there were so many characters, so many extras. 
in the market scene. It really did feel like a proper production rather than, I suppose, like the Aztecs, where you've got two or three characters and one or two extras in the background. It was very contained. It really did feel like they spent a bit more on it, like all the rowers. Oh, and Poison Lady, she is my favourite side character. (laughs) She was great. I love Poison Lady. Poison Lady. I was so, do you know what? (laughs) It's going to sound mental. Um, I was trying to work out, was she some sort of like, because she's older, I was like, is she like someone's like grandmother? Like, is she, like, who is she? Because she comes in, she's very like strict and severe. She's an older woman. I was trying to work out like, is she like Nero's mother or something? And then it was like, she's the Poison Lady. Mm. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't go into that deep into that background. <laughs> if you poison somebody, don't they take their revenge? Always. That's why I'm kept so busy. But I mean, you. Oh, I see. You mean revenge against me? Oh no, no. I mean, it's nothing to do with me personally, is it? Because initially you just see her and she's wearing like black and stuff, and she's a bit older and she's looking very stern, you know. And I was like, who is this lady that Vicky's bumped into? She's just like, come in, dear. And I was like. Who is this lady? Is it, um... She reminded me of like a Disney evil villainy. Yeah, yeah, same. I was trying to work out and then it was like, oh, she's just a lady that makes poison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But again, that's funny because when Vicky meets her and just sort of sits down, she doesn't care that Vicky's there. She's making poison, having a lovely day. Vicky's like, oh, what are you doing? And it's, and you know, telling all about it. Again, if that was like anybody else or like if Susan was there, she'd be screaming and trying to get out of there. But Vicky's like, that's really cool. Show me how you make poison. You know, hanging out with the poison lady. It's an extra character. And you didn't really need to go into any of that. You could have just had um, the wife saying, oh, I've got the poison. You didn't have to see all of that. And have that set and that scene. You did because you needed that to happen for them to save Barbara, and also for the doctor to save Nero. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Because then right. later yeah. you learn that actually he should have killed Nero. I'm just saying right now, when it comes to the next Oscars, Poison Lady is getting a mention. <laughs> <laughs> no, Poison Lady's great. And I really liked her casual attitude of like, no, I'm not responsible for anything here. They just all want to kill themselves anyway. I just stand here and make the poison. <laughs> it's almost a bit like sort of teaching the audience a bit horrible histories in a way. Yes, that's what I was thinking. It's very, um, like, I did not know this was a thing. Or if I did, I'd forgotten it, you know, that this this was an actual, the ridiculousness of it. So, like, the wife then goes, like, oh, it's poison her or you know someone will go and say you know poison oh they all just want to poison each other anyway so i I just i'm employed to just (laughs) the i'm an employed part because they all just want to poison each other like it's just so ridiculous do you know what i've watched this a couple of times before i've not watched it tons of times story and i have never noticed before maybe i've blanked this out of my mind the nero and the doctor are in that sauna yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. when that came up, I was like, what is happening? I have never seen this scene before. You've blanked it, Mark. <laughs> You've like blanked that scarring image from your memory. And that shows how the doctors changed so much. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? Also, like, and like they've got, because there's so many little random things like that. So they've gone and gone in the sauna. Because <laughs> what's his name? Spills water on him. Um, my new favourite like Oh, Titty, not Titty, not Titty Lingus, Titty Line, Tigalinus, Tigalinus. <laughs> my new favourite side character who says nothing. He doesn't have a line in this whole thing yet. Constantly there, tries to put a crown on him, fails, spills water on him, nearly burns his balls off. You know, and then <laughs> he um, like ends up dying, doesn't he? Because he drinks the poison. Yeah, that's sad, isn't it? It's that comedy, I, I, could, but it's. It's like a comedy death, isn't it? This is the first one, we should say, that we watched together over Zoom. Oh, yes. Sorry, everyone. We're still in isolation at the moment. Yeah. We're Um, in Wales as well, so different to England. We have been extended even further, so yeah. But I will say this. 
as I say every time, maybe when you're listening to this, <laughs> we, it could be over. Doubt it. So we watch this. And I say the same thing. I go, doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, we watch this over Zoom at the same time. Yeah. To get those moments. <laughs> yeah, because that's kind of what we've been missing. It's it's interesting, isn't it, how um, what a difference that change has. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Because I would probably watch this and be like, okay, yeah. But then I'm watching it thinking something like the sauna or someone getting killed. And then I'm looking at you like, what are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> or what was there was something when Ian, when Barbara whacks Ian on the head? And I said to you, like, classic Barbara. <laughs> 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 there was something else. Oh, there was some other line. And I can't remember what it was. Oh, those comedy at the end where Ian's like, oh, I don't know how that happened. And she's like, oh, no, I don't know either. It wasn't me. Yeah, and I was like, slide bitch. And the, um, <laughs> like the, right at the end, that fountain with like plastic lining in the fountain, bin liner <laughs> <Yeah>. lining. <laughs> the weediest fountain ever. You've had as well all these wonderful production values and then plastic fountain with the weediest. Literally, it looks like a hose, doesn't it's it? It's just all they had to do. Was just that bit of plastic, like just don't. Oh, just don't do it. Yeah, just I know. It. And they had fire in the studio. All the fire everywhere. Like when Nero's holding that bit of fire, he's got quite a long monologue to do. And that bit of newspaper he's got is going down and down and down, and he's talking and talking. And I'm like, oh, this is gonna go out in a minute. <laughs> and there's bits of paper flowing off, you know. It's great. Even Cave of Skulls didn't have that much fire. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, he has to burn down Rome. A lot of fire to be had. Not burn down a city, Mark. <laughs> okay, so we talked about some of these. Let's just go through our, our main characters. Let's go back to Ian. Because Ian has, I mean, I feel like all of his skills are building up to this. He's done his rowing for five days. That is no problem for Ian, <laughs> rowing for five days. And then... There was no surprise that he would have to go out and fight at some point. He was going to fight those lions at London Zoo. <laughs> There's even one where they had the um, the um, railings in there, and I bet you anything they just went to London Zoo and filmed things with the lions. Also, I thought of one other thing that just popped in my head then. Um, I saw my first microphone. I think we've had a few before, but I think this is the first one that you've noticed. That I've spotted. So, yeah. Ah, Anyway, sorry, that's popped in my head. But yeah, I mean, you've got stock footage of lions, you've got <laughs> stock footage of a Roman ship from a film or whatever. <laughs> but there was a nice little model of Rome as well. So, of course, Ian's going to fight, and then he's got to fight his friend. His friend who I can't remember his name. But the sword fight in this... Sorry, so going back to the fights, so the Doctor, like William Hartnell does not have a stunt double in that. I know. Which I was quite surprised at. Does he? Does he? Like, he does it all himself. It looks like he does. It's all in the studio. It's a pretty big fight. Well, it is, yeah. Yeah, that's why I was surprised. And then Ian, this fight is, like, like budget does not stretch very far. It's a very small studio with a bit of sand. And again, that is William Russell doing it. There's no, like, stunt person because there's no like film like you know in the cave of skulls when they fight and it cuts to film this is all studio there is no film in this so it's just done in the studio there and then i don't yeah, know but <laughs> mark he is a pro now like i've come to the conclusion because he has done so many fight scenes now they've gone okay and Ian, we've we've put in a fight scene he's like yeah fine like he has done i cannot think of an episode where he's not had a fight scene at least in season two, something like that. Every episode he has had some sort of a fight scene. And and it's him. Like I had that massive one, didn't he, in um in season one with um at the top of the Aztecs. Yeah, he has always had so 
he was amazing in this. Like, he's a pro. He could be like James Bond and do fight scenes. He is an absolute pro. Well, he goes through all of that, and then he gets Barbara, gets out, gets back, and then literally, when they go back to the villa, they're like, oh, lol, that was fun. That was a fun holiday. Like, it's not even traumatic anymore for them. I reckon Tom Cruise (laughs) watched some Doctor Who and was like, I want to do some fucking like fight scenes myself because that actor has done all his own. I'll do all my own stunts. That is why Tom Cruise does his own. It must be because like Ian does every single one. (laughs) Tom Cruise was like, yeah, I'll do that if he can do it. So Ian is now the Tom Cruise of Doctor Who. (laughs) It's pretty much all action for Ian in this. There's not, there's a bit of comedy with sort of Barbara and flirty with Barbara. It's flirty with Barbara and action. He must be ripped. <laughs> well, I think he was pretending to row for five days. <laughs> no, 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 no. But like, I mean, in the sense of like, he's constantly fighting. Oh, Ian, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Yeah, like every, like literally every week he's got a fight scene, and you said they do this weekly. Any other Ian-ness? No, he's just great. I mean, I'm a huge Ian fan, aren't I? So I'm Team Ian. Any other thoughts on Barbara? Because she is coping well. It's this is another traumatic, you know. She's been a slave. No, this is a good. This is a good Barbara. Like, like I say, Barbara for me has has. Pff, massively i don't hate barbara anymore i feel like since susan has left like ian and barbara are now more of a team (laughs) it's like now the child has flown the nest (laughs) and they they get some nice scenes together now they're really like together they don't need well because they don't need to look after vicky they don't have to worry about it i mean they don't say do they oh i hope vicky's all right they don't worry about it whereas i think if it was Susan, like Susan, they were constantly worried about Susan. And it just frees them up to have a bit more fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ian and Barbara do really have really good chemistry together, which we haven't really seen. Well, no, because Barbara's normally like flirting off with someone, isn't she? So, Well, I mean, like Barbara gets to flirt with Ian and she gets the attention of Nero and a few slave people as well. So she has, you know, she's still turning heads wherever she goes. Wherever she goes in history or the future or anywhere. Anywhere in the universe, Barbara turns heads. And then the conclusion, let's talk about what were you thinking when the doctor has his, he has his glasses and he sort of magnifies with his glasses, sets off the fire. I thought you're either going to love this or you're gonna think it was an extra of destruction spring moment. No, I didn't. Th- uh, no, I didn't think that, but it did make me laugh. I didn't think edge of destruction spring, um, because actually the doctor could have just come up with the idea and said, "Oh, why don't you don't why don't you do this to Nero?" But the way that it's thought out, he's got his gl- with his glasses and everything as an accident. It's a funny way of doing it. Brilliant! You are a genius, a genius. Uh, I will make you rich, rich. <laughs> So the Senate wouldn't pass my plans, eh? Wouldn't let me build my new Rome. But if the old one is burnt, if it goes up in flames, they will have no choice. Yeah, it was a clever way. It was a really clever way. And as well, it was was like a science way, if you know. And then when he thinks it's come from him, he's like, oh. No, well, never mind. <laughs> and I liked Vicky being like, "Well, it was you. It was you that said it." And his sort of like excitement at maybe, although it does sort of break the rules of history. Well, yeah, again, this sort of season two lightheartedness. Who cares about history? You know, they might as well just take Barbara back to the Aztecs and do it again. Yeah, yeah. But then, where do we end up? Oh, yeah. So they go back to the TARDIS, don't they? They've had a great time get back into their clothes, get changed after a month of wearing Roman clothes. <laughs> clothes watch, there we are, <laughs> just to highlight that. Yeah. And um, we have that sort of strange cliffhanger where the TARDIS has been pulled by an unknown force. <laughs> William Hartnell's face at the end is like... Oh, yeah, was like hilarious, like, woo! <laughs> yeah. yeah, gift that, yeah. Uh-huh. William Hartnell in this... 
he is so good at doing comedy. You feel like he's at home doing doing these scenes. In terms of lines and stuff, maybe there's a few sort of like bits here and there, but he's he seems much more relaxed. You can tell he's enjoying yeah. it. He's he's enjoying being the doctor. He's enjoying this role. I think, like I said to you, didn't I? I reckon he's gone. Why does why does Ian always get a fight scene? I want a fight scene, and so like, right, fine. So I stuck one in for him, like proper big fight scene. He's on good form. It's a light, fun story to watch. And actually, the last time I watched this was about maybe about sort of just over a year ago. I was really ill, <laughs> <laughs> which I always have with these stories. When I had like flu Classic. or whatever. and You always get flu. It was bad. It was a whole weekend. It was like Friday night. I felt really awful. Oh, was it that flu? Was what? The... Was it that flu when it was when I when I was off and you had that when you had to cover me doing the murder mystery and you're on the floor with flu? Oh no, that was another time. That was worse. <laughs> that one. <laughs> this was wasn't that bad actually. So Friday night, so I thought I can't do anything. I cannot cook, so I ordered two large Domino's pizzas, <laughs> and I had like the whole thing to myself barbecue. <laughs> I know this is like the third time we've talked about pizza, but it, this reminds me of barbecue pizza because I sat and I watched the Romans and I had this whole pizza feeling ill and I had a Hawaiian as well, which I saved for the next day. And I just watched it and was like, just get through this. You did not have flu to eat that. I'm telling you now. No, it was bad. What? You did not like, have flu. No, that's the thing. I'm like, telling you now. No, I was so ill. I couldn't do anything. You were just And I Ill. just had to eat. I know, but I feel good if I eat pizza. Then, Mark, that's because you were diabetic. <laughs> well, no, that was this was before I knew. I probably yeah, was at the time. Because you were diabetic <laughs> and you didn't know. <laughs> I probably got diabetic watching the Romans. <laughs> flu, like my gosh, when I had flu, I couldn't eat. I could just, I was like, I genuinely thought I was dying. No, and when you like, had flu the other time. When the one we were mentioning, that was you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you caught it off me. That was like that was like I couldn't walk. I had to lie on the floor. <laughs> yeah, like, no, yeah, that was me with flu. That's flu. That's when I have to have pizza though. When I'm ill, like, it just helps me. <laughs> I can't have anything else. That's nothing to Domino's do. That's pizza. You're a diabetic and you didn't know. That's nothing to do with flu. Flu. Honestly, Mark, I could not. Like I, anyone that says they've got flu, I'm like, hands up. You have <laughs> my, you have as much time as you want. I genuinely thought I've never felt so ill as when I had flu. And do you remember I had to go and do that? I went to bed on the Friday and I woke up on Sunday. Like, and I had to go in and do that training. Oh, I know. yeah, I'm like that as well. Yeah, but yeah. you could order Domino's. I yeah, I've had that time where I've been in bed for like a whole week and my back really hurts. Yeah. Yeah. I'll allow you that, but you've not got flu if you can not eat that, a yeah. whole Domino's pizza. <laughs> Large with no. barbecue sauce. And then and then I watched all of Jonathan Creek on Netflix, like the whole series right through. I love Jonathan Creek. Do you know what? Um, there's certain things, isn't there, that like when you're ill or feeling sorry for yourself that like you you like revert to so jonathan creek's on the list for me and then there's this musical called Gigi. okay she's <laughs> like really obscure musical um it's from the same people that did my fair lady and it's really hard to like find but it's like a poor version of my fair lady but when i feel sorry for myself or poorly i put Gigi on that is your go-to that's my go-to. Yeah. I lie there. Just to link it back, I'm the Romans. You watch the <laughs> That's the difference. You sit and watch Doctor Who. I watch Jonathan Creek or Gigi the Musical. One day, Mark, I might watch Doctor Who to feel better. Is that your hope? That would be amazing. <laughs> you can yeah. hope. That would be you can one hope. day. So far, okay, between all the stories we've done so far... Which one would you watch if you were ill up to this point? Um, oh, gosh. 
Keys and Mariner saw oh, this. Oh, yeah. Keys and Mariner. These two. Absolutely. Yeah, I should have done that. These two. When I was ill. Yeah. Next time I'm ill, I'm watching the Keys and Mariners. Yeah, yeah. These, those two. Like, yeah. This was really good. I would watch this one again. Wow. Definitely watch this one again. That is very high praise indeed. <laughs> yeah, this has been my favourite of season two. So the only way is either up, I mean, it's either up or down. We'll see what this um, strange force is that's um, getting the TARDIS. Oh, I do feel like we've got a tough one coming up next. I won't say any more. How many episodes is that? Six. Oh, God. Listeners will know if you're a fan that we've got the Web Planet coming up next. So I am very worried that Sarah is going to struggle with this one because I find that one a bit of a struggle. But I don't want to, like, set your mind. You already have. So, no, no, it'll be fine. I'll go in very open-minded, you know. You know that I'll go in open-minded. So We're back in space, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I expected that. I did expect to be in space. So that's... Okay. Well, we'll find out next week then, won't we? <laughs> Till next time. So you can find us on social media at 2WatchWho on Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget, wherever you're listening, to subscribe. So we would appreciate a rating or review. Also, we're on YouTube as well. You can listen to us on YouTube Ah, if you want to listen there. Well done, Mark. (laughs) Mark does everything. (laughs) Like I should like hail Mark here because Mark does so much. Um, I I keep my Brit box subscriptions going. (laughs) That's your part of the bargain. Keep Britbox going. I keep my Britbox going. I keep my honest opinions. And uh, yeah, but Mark is such a true. So we will see you next week, then, everybody, for the Web Planet. Bye. Bye. To watch who? Hey, Doctor Who, what are you talking about?